If you haven't noticed um, yet, our theme this morning is feet that go. And so everything was guiding our feet, and walking with us, asking God to walk with us. We've got two readings, and our f- uh, three readings, and our first reading comes to us from Psalm 119. Uh, and I want to just read verses 97 through to 101. Um, did you know that that is the longest psalm in the Bible? I'm lazy to read. And it reads, Oh, how I love your law. I meditate on it all day long. Your commands are always with me and make me wiser than my enemies. I have more insight than all my teachers, for I meditate on your statutes. I have more understanding than the elders, for I obey your precepts. I have kept my feet from every evil path, so that I might obey your word. And then um, from Matthew chapter 28, we read from verses 16 through to 19, And it reads, Then the eleven disciples went to Galilee, to the mountain where Jesus had told them to go. And when they saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted. Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. And then from 1 Corinthians chapter 12, we read these words. And so the body is not made up of one part, but of many. Now if the foot should say, because I am not a hand, I do not belong to the body, it would not for that reason stop being part of the body. And if the ear should say, because I am not an eye, I do not belong to the body, it would not for that reason stop being a part of the body. If the whole body were an eye, there would Uh, the whole body were an eye, where would the sense of hearing be? If the whole body were an ear, where would the sense of smell be? But in fact, uh, God has placed the parts in the body, every one of them, just as he wanted them to be. If they were all one part, where would the body be? As it is, there are many parts, but one body. Until so far, may God bless the reading of his holy and precious word. Come, let us pray. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of our hearts be found acceptable to Almighty God. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. And so the little camel asks Mummy Camel, Mummy, why have I got such big fat feet? She replies, well my darling, in the desert we need big flat feet because the sand is soft and they help us to keep steady. The little camel goes away, but then comes back. Mummy, why have I got such long eyelashes, she asked. Well, darling, in the desert there is a lot of wind, and the sand gets thrown about in the air. We need big eyelashes and long eyelashes to stop the sand from getting into our eyes. The little camel goes away, but later returns. Mummy, why have I got such a big hump on my back? Mummy says... Darling, out in the desert, we are sometimes without water for a long time. We've got the hump because it is designed to store a lot of water and it helps us to survive in the desert. The young camel goes away. He comes back one final time. Mummy, I know why I have got big feet and long eyelashes and a hump, but can you tell me why we live in this zoo?
Friends, just before we start with Advent, for one last time, we're looking at a part of the body um, as the body of Christ, but we're looking at one part of the body, and that is feet. Our theme this morning is feet that go. Paul, in his letter to the church at Rome, encouraged them with these words. He said, Do not offer the parts of your body to sin as instruments of wickedness, but rather offer yourselves to God and offer the parts of your body to Him as instruments of righteousness. Someone once said, The feet of regret step into the shoes of, of opportunity neglected. Listen again. The feet of regret step into the shoes of opportunity neglected. My prayer is that as we listen to what God's word is saying to us this morning, that we won't regret not using our feet for God's purposes. But I think that this is just another amazing part of our body. Don't you think your feet? I've seen people suffer because their feet don't want to work properly anymore. But I'm, I'm, I know that we, we treasure our feet and we, we need to be treasuring our feet. The, fo- the foot is such a, a complex mechanical structure. It contains exactly 26 bones, 33 joints and hundreds of muscles, tendons and ligaments. Can you just imagine that? That's your feet and your ankle. But unlike the hands, we don't use the feet to communicate. Having said that, I've seen amazing people who don't have hands but use their feet to play a guitar. You seen that? I've seen people who don't have hands but use their feet to draw the most amazing um, pieces of art. Our feet, like other parts, have become an important part of communication through the use of idioms though. Listen to a few of the many ways that we use feet to communicate about our lives. So we talk about getting a foot in the door and getting off on the wrong foot. We talk about putting our best foot forward and putting down our foot. We talk about putting our foot in our mouth and shooting yourself in the foot. We talk about getting back on your feet, landing on your feet and getting swept off your feet. We talk about getting your feet wet and jumping in with both feet. So, so there's this fact that we, talk, we do in a sense talk a lot about our feet without us even realizing it. Scripture as well speaks of the spiritual aspect of our feet and the spiritual importance of our feet. And I'm not sure if you've actually realized that Scripture really does speak about our feet. I want to focus on just two aspects of the importance of our feet this morning. The first is that feet that go are careful feet. Feet that go have to be careful feet. In his book, Oh, the Places You'll Go, Dr. Sears writes, you have the brains in your head, you have feet in your shoes, you can steer yourself in any direction you choose. You're on your own, and you know what you know, and you are the one who will decide where to go. You see, we can thank God that He has given us brains in our heads and the freedom to choose for ourselves. But this is the struggle that I have with God, that He gave us free choice, free will. Because I just find it so difficult because often with free will, we make so many mistakes. We do things that we're not supposed to do. 
If God could only continuously direct us or, uh, and, and say, this is the only way that you can do it. But, but he's not that. He's not a dictator. God allows us free will to choose. And if we are to choose to, make, uh, to, to be the people God wants us to be, we need to be careful where our feet go. What, what do I mean by this? That we need to be careful where our feet go. Listen to what um, that wise King Solomon, uh, the lessons that he gave and the warnings he gave about our feet. And why it's important for us to be careful where our feet go. In chapter 1 of Proverbs, um, King Solomon writes, My son, if sinners entice you, do not give in to them. If they say, come along with us, let's lie and wait for someone's blood. Let's waylay some harmless soul. My son, do not go along with them. Do not set foot on their paths for their feet rush in sin and in chapter 4 of proverbs he writes these words as as encouragement and guidance he says do not set your foot on the path of the wicked or walk in the way of evil men make level the paths of your feet and take only ways that are firm do not swerve to the right or to the left keep your foot from evil and so there's this thing that we must be careful what we do with our feet where our feet go it's great advice for us, but if only we would heed it. If only we would keep our feet firm where God wants us to go. I don't know if you heard um, a couple of weeks ago um, the sad situation of, of this American tourist um, who was lost and found himself in Yanga in, in the Cape because he wanted to go and find some directions at the police station, but he, he, he went off track and he was shot and, and robbed of all his possessions. A little earlier in this year, um, another tourist also uh, found himself lost in, in, in Yanga, and he sadly was killed. You see, it's a sense of um, being in the wrong place at the wrong time. And your, your feet can take you to be in the wrong place at the wrong time. But have you ever thought that it can also be the wrong time to be in the wrong place? It should not surprise us to find ourselves in sin when we've allowed ourselves to wander off into dangerous situations, into the wrong places, places where God would not want us to be. And that's why we, we want to use our feet to go for God, and then we must be devoted to that, our feet be careful, careful where they take us. So allow me to just share three passages uh, of Scripture that I want to point out that, that help to encourage us and, and, and in a sense a prayer that, that helps us to make sure our feet go, uh, or that we're careful as to where our feet go. Psalm 119, which we read a little earlier, verse 101 says, I have kept my feet from the evil path so that I am obey your word. And verse 105 of Psalm 119, he says, Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. And I like this part of the prayer of Psalm 119. Direct my footsteps, O God. According to your word, let no sin rule over me. If we can just hold on to prayers and, and that sort of encouragement about our feet, we'll be careful as to where our feet take us. So the first thing we learn is that feet that go must be feet that are careful feet. The second aspect of, 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 of our feet that I want to share with us is feet that go are beautiful feet. How many of us think of our feet as beautiful? 
I see some people pulling faces. I'm, I'm a foot person. So I look at feet. Not, not because mine are beautiful. <laughs> I'm talking aesthetically beautiful. No, no, not mine. But, but I think that there are different ways that we can describe We can describe them as hairy, smelly, ugly, long, thin. But, but that's not what Scripture speaks. Scripture speaks about beautiful feet. And if we had to uh, listen to what uh, the prophet Isaiah says in Isaiah 52 verse 7, he says, How beautiful on the mountains are the feet of those who bring good news, who proclaim peace, who bring good tidings, who proclaim salvation, who say to Zion, Your God reigns. Scripture speaking about feet being beautiful. The Apostle Paul um, echoed these, when, uh, these words when, when he wrote to the church at Rome. And he said, How then can they call on the one they have not believed in? And how can they believe in the one of whom they have not heard? And how can they hear without someone preaching to them? And how can they preach unless they are sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who bring good news. And so I guess we can ask ourselves, why does God use our feet as an illustration of the process of evangelism? Well, we read in Matthew chapter 28 where Jesus says to us, go and make disciples. He's sending you and me. He didn't just send, Mark spoke a little earlier about the 12 disciples that were following Jesus. Jesus wasn't only saying to them. I believe that Jesus is saying to you and me as well, go and make disciples. all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you and surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. So Jesus doesn't just say go, let your feet take you into the right places. He says I will go with you as well. So, so that should be encouragement for us to have feet that go because Jesus goes with us. You know it's important for us to remember that in biblical times as you heard there weren't televisions, there weren't um, WhatsApp, there wasn't um, Twitter, which is now X, there wasn't a Messenger, there weren't any of those ways of relaying or telephones that relayed messages to people. People, people took the message and they went by foot to share the news. And, and in Jesus' time, when, when, when people came with the message and, and the message was received as good news, they would be hugged and even kissed. And people would say, how beautiful the feet of the messenger. I'm sure you'll agree with me that there is a heck of a lot of bad news in the world. In fact, there's a saying that says, bad news sells. Bad news travels fast. Apparently, I don't know, I don't know who's in the, anybody here in the journalism world? Nobody? Maybe you can correct me, but I believe they even say if it bleeds, it leads. So the more gruesome and terrible the news, that is what sells. But you know, you and I have the good news to share. We can allow our feet to take the good news and this is what Jesus wants us to do, to use our beautiful feet to take it out into the world. Because we've got the good news. 
You know, it's like when the angels appeared to the shepherds in the time of Je- at the time of Jesus' birth. The angel said, I bring you good news of great joy that will be to all people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is Christ the Lord. We've got that good news. We've experienced the love of Christ in our lives. We asked a little earlier, are there people here for the first time and I didn't see any hands go up. And that's maybe because we haven't in a long time told somebody about the good news and invited them into the church. But Jesus wants us to use our feet to be beautiful for him. The good news is that if we put our trust in Jesus and offer our lives to him, then our sins are forgiven and we are given the, the, the free gift of eternal life, which means that we spend eternity with God in heaven. And that's the good news that we can take out into the world. I think it's better than, than the news that's going around. If we call to be witnesses for Christ, in fact, I think that we are called to be his ambassadors Jesus said that he is the light and then told us that we are the light of the world because we are supposed to reflect him. As Jesus' ambassadors, we are to deliver the good news on feet. It is more critical that we use our feet to carry the good news. I believe that there is a generation of people that are growing up who have never heard about Jesus. And you and I, can use our feet to go and spread the gospel, to spread the good news. So feet that go can be beautiful because they are busy sharing the gospel of Jesus with others. But how sad to think that we would not use our feet for this purpose. How sad to think that we would go through life knowing about the good news of Jesus but not share it with others. How sad that, the year, that year after year would pass and we would not be able to point to anyone was become a Christian because we have pointed them to Christ. But consider the opposite. How wonderful it can be to be a part of the ministry of reconciliation and love which God offers to us all. Do you remember that beautiful little children's song that we, sing, that we used to sing? And I'm closing off now. Oh, be careful. The words go, be careful little eyes what you see. Oh, be careful little ears what you hear. Oh, be careful little mouth what you say. Be careful little hands what you do. And oh, be careful little feet where you go. Feet that go are feet that are devoted to being careful about where they go. They steer away from trouble. They steer away from, 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 from doing what is wrong. But feet that go are called to be feet that are beautiful for Christ. You have beautiful feet. And you need to know that you have the beautiful feet that can spread the good news. And remember that you've only got these two feet. You need to take care of them and use them to the glory of God. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. We're going to go into our, our prayers of intercession and from that we will go into our communion. I know the time is almost up but let's, let's try and do this. Let us pray. 
And so loving Father, we thank you that you call us to be your people who care and who love. We have this opportunity now, God, as we want to bring our friends and our family who are in need to you. And ask that you just search our hearts as we, we bring them to you. They may be ill, they may be abused, they may be suffering from neglect or feeling unloved. Search our hearts for those people that we are aware of. And we pray, God, that uh, those names that we've mentioned uh, silently, you know them, that you will help us to use our feet to go to them and share your love with them, share your care with them, share the beauty of, of knowing who you are and who you can be to them. We pray for the, the people who are suffering because of war and, and the ugliness that all of that brings. You help us to find the peace which only you can give. A peace that is everlasting. Bring those leaders of those countries where war is happening to the understanding of that this is not your way. That killing no matter from what side it comes, does not bring peace. In fact, it just creates more hatred and more devastation, more sadness and heartache. And so we pray, O Lord, that you will prick the consciences of those who, who have the ability to, to bring all of this to an end. We kick off this week with a campaign of injustice against women and child abuse. And we pray that people won't be scared to speak out against those who are abusers. In whichever way it may be. Physical, verbal, mental, We pray the people who, come, who, who are perpetrators of these injustices will come to understand that we need to love, we need to care, and we need to protect. We pray for the leadership of this church that it may continue just to discern your way and will for it, that it will continue to make it be the bright light that brings hope to the world and especially this part of the world. Let us not keep back, but let us continue to, to know your direction, your wisdom, and your discernment, and your guidance. And so for the lesson that you taught us this morning, that we need to be careful where we go, and we need to realize that we do have beautiful feet, we pray, Father, that we will use it to the extension of your kingdom. For this is the prayer we offer in Christ's holy name. Amen.